This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Very nice. My wife. 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 Very nice. My wife, very nice. My wife, very nice. My name is Borat. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Well, I got it. Heaven! Damn it. I have a crush on every month! I'm a virgin. Hillary Gump. It's me. This is so good. Yo, Jack. I'm a fan of man! Sicario. Baby. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're here to have Good Christian Fun. That is Kristen Malati on 30 Rock from like 10 years ago. I think that was like a 2011, 2012 yeah, episode. Yeah, Witness Protection. That's right. It was an episode called <laughs> TGS Hates Women. And it was very funny. But I have it. So that's, a, that's an episode in which... TGS hires a new woman writer for the show, but she's a very like over-sexualized person. And, and the whole time Liz is like bumping up on it. Like, why are you like this? This sucks. Like, why are you a sexy baby? She's like, I'm a very sexy baby. <laughs> now, when it aired, my connection, why I'm laying the track for this is that I remember going to community group, mm. going to Bible study at Reality LA at the time. And there was a guy, <laughs> I'm going to use real names. There's a guy named Michael, and there was a girl named Callie who was coming for one of the first times. They had not met each other yet. And when they met and started talking, Michael said to Callie, like, oh, did you watch the 30 Rock episode last night? You're like, you're doing the voice from that, right? Because she oh. has a high, you know, higher-pitched voice, oh, and no, she no, does no, sound no, no. like a little, you know, like squeakier than your average person. She's like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he just, he made the leap. <laughs> An assumption that this woman's natural voice was an affectation in a reference to a, a sitcom that aired earlier. That's a huge leap to be like, someone's doing a bit with me moment <laughs> one, and it's because we both watched this show, and she like kept it up the entire time. Um, big mistake, Mike. Big mistake, huge. But those are the kind of interactions we're missing now. Not yes. being in Bible study. Anymore. Oh, not yeah. being a community group. And no, don't you true. miss things like that. That's so true. Is that sad that we don't get that anymore? Yeah. I haven't met a stranger in years. Yeah, I know. And you're trying not to, right? Exactly. No, it's kind of a crusade for mine. <gasps> 
Yeah. Speaking of hating women. Yeah. You know what gets me every time in that song now? What's that? Hillary Gump. Hillary Gump. <laughs> the way it punches through. Oh, shout out to Hillary Gump and her, her new interview this week where she was giving opinions about oh, she was? winning election and JK Rowling. And yeah. Oh. She was giving opinions on winning elections? Yeah. That's what's funny. It's like, well, we need to win elections. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, not <laughs> exactly. You're the first person I'd ask, Hill. Hillary Gump. Hillary Gump. It's that, my Hillary Gump summer. That's a GCF promise is that no matter what, rain or shine, no matter whatever state the podcast is in, our enthusiasm for it, whoever the guest is that night, what the format is, Hillary will always be a part of this podcast. That is the promise. Through We're with her. Through. We're always, always with her. We've said a Hillary blood oath uh, to always uphold her legacy on the show. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music, and the movies and the entertainment that made us who we are. Makes us human. That shaped our souls at a young age, <laughs> irrevocably. And we're irrevocably trying to unshape them in our adult age. But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have a little bit of fun. Talk about this music. Talk about these songs. Talk about a song by Michael W. Smith called Secret Ambition. Nobody knew his secret ambition. A song from 19, uh, 1988, excuse me. So at this point, 33, 34 years old. Caroline, had you heard this song before? Yeah. In fact, I think we've discussed it on the podcast at some point, right? Maybe. Um, I hate to bring that up or remind oh, no. people that we're starting uh, to reach out some ground. I don't think here. so. Because <laughs> um, if we don't remember it, then you don't either. You don't remember it. Um, so, yes, I'd heard it before, but obviously it had been a long time. This isn't one I've, you know, put in the playlist recently. So this was, it felt fresh. Yes. The playlist would have to be for a very specific event. Mm-hmm. Do you have playlists for very specific events? I know sometimes you just do it based on whatever the latest things are that you're listening to uh i have seasonal playlists that's right that's the thing you have. and then i have uh one that's just for chilling and that mm-hmm. has been with me for years in cedar rapids, and, just keeps getting- mm-hmm. <laughs> in cedar rapids. <laughs> and that's pretty much it i actually uh, there have been a couple new playlists i needed i needed one for when i want to sing really loud in my car and do like a belting okay and then i needed one for when i would like to dance okay and they're just catered to me they're not like dancing for the whole group or like everyone likes to sing to the song it's just like you're kind of weird it's just dance like i like this you would enjoy exactly yeah have you heard that song running up that hill by kate Run bush up the hill. do you know that song now i've heard of it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I know you do. You're a playlist king. I try. Well, I don't have like the specific like this is for walking down the street when I'm in a good mood. This is for Dexter time. This is for <laughs> blah blah. You don't blah. have a pl- podcast or a playlist. One, you don't have a podcast for Dexter. <laughs> What's going on there? I've tried to get on Rogan. Two, <laughs> Dexter's got bigger ambitions. Yeah. Speaking of. He's got a secret ambition <laughs> then, of himself is to go on Rogan. Um, yeah. And you don't have a playlist for him? No, I mean, I have songs that I associate with him from now until the end of time. Mm-hmm. I have okay. a lot of original songs that don't exist on ah. Spotify, so you can't put on a playlist that need to put wrote out just album. for him. The one that became his theme song in the first months I had him was More Than a Woman, which I would just sing, More than a Dexter, <laughs> more than a Dexter to me, and just sing it while holding Aww. him. He'd be like, please put me down. <laughs> I hate disco. <laughs> this sucks. Disco sucks. <laughs> they were right to burn it. Whoa, Dexter. <laughs> Whoa, no, 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 not no, no. cool, man. Buddy. Uh, but we're going to talk not about disco, but about a man who maybe represents the polar opposite of disco. But to do that, we need 
the help of a very special guest. I'm talking about Michael W. Oh, Smith, I thought not you our guest. I was like, Dale. <laughs> no, he, no, he's a musician who's got fantastic music, not the opposite of disco. Give it the hell up for Nick Jester. Welcome. Thank you. Hey. Oh, he knows his way around a mic, doesn't he? It's so good to be here. I know it's been almost one year exactly. Yes, that's and right. Since you were you were last here, and nothing has changed in the last year. No, since nothing then. has changed. And I've been practicing for for a list. I've been for listening and I've been talking just in case I get to go yeah. back. And I think I've gotten very good Thank at it. Thank you for doing that. No one rehearses before they come Wait, on. Wait, did show. you did you truly listen to your old episode? <laughs> no. Oh, I just mean in general. I've been practicing. Oh, okay. Practice which is nice. That's fun. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, I will, I will talk into the microphone and yeah, I'll, I'll be great. Because that's all we're doing here is we're having... Practice taking a quiet sip. We're just yes. having a conversation. Well, and here's something I would encourage everyone in the room to practice is whenever you have a little sniffle, just like bow away from the mic, mm. perhaps. That's whenever good. you have a little throat clear, hey, okay. maybe don't lean straight into the mic. Dexter, he's looking at you. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I think I'm Sorry. looking at someone next to Dexter. I'll try, I'll try. And well, I just, I want to say, you know, it's my second time on the show. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I'll be on again. I, I don't want you to uh, go easy on me. I want you to really give me the good Christian, good Christian fun you're, today. You're saying you want to leave it out all on the field. I today. do. Okay. I really do. Okay. In terms of vulnerability. No. Oh, <laughs> then in terms of what? Um... Just having a good time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we want to do that for you for sure. Oh, sick. It is a thing. It is an interesting thing when it's like <laughs> someone's f- first time on the show. There's a novelty to it. That's a very get to know your first date situation. This is my mm-hmm. sophomore album. Yeah, this is where it's like, did you did you completely you know leave it all on the field do your last best time? Stuff on the first time. That's, That's right. right. We'll see. It's a it's a classic sophomore slump thing, and it's yes. like, well, how vulnerable how can I be? What's happened in my life that's even relevant for a show about evangelical Christian pop culture? That's right. What's happened in the last year that could possibly be applicable at all to that? And we're going to find out through... Big time. time. Just having a conversation with each other. Just holding space. Just coming to the table and holding space. And how's your heart been? Oh, no. My heart, it's been good. You know what? Uh, what's in the news with me? I moved, actually moved here mm-hmm. since this last time. huge news. Uh, last time I was here, I was visiting. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a resident. I just got my, I don't know if we can do this, but I just got my driver's license. Oh, like a Oliver Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> I just got my drive. I got, I got my, my driver's, driver's license. license. Um, we did a parody of that song on our show one time <laughs> yeah, for right. an episode of 30 Minutes in Heaven. Mm-hmm. I was going to quiz this about quiz you about this, but then okay. I didn't want to ask you boring questions that maybe you've gotten asked a lot. But now you're a podcast guest, and so I can ask you anything I yes, want. Yes, you can. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> so how's the move? How's the culture shock? Is there none? Is it like is when I went from adjustment? being homeschooled into public school? Is that what it is to come from Nebraska to California? <laughs> Yo, maybe so. When did you uh, when did you take the leap? That was junior year of high school. Yeah, it's like that. I guess I've, I felt like I've already lived a few California lives because I was in El Sereno. 
uh, shout out El Sereno for in an Airbnb for a month. That's right. Then I was in Serena. Hollywood, famously, for 10 days, and now I'm in Los Feliz. <laughs> mm-hmm. And those are just and, and my and my address. Wait. Should I say my address on the show? Or no? no. Well, we'll put it in the show notes, okay. but we don't like to say it on. The okay, way. that's yeah. fine. But it's I easier to copy paste. Moving to the city to find, pick your neighborhood would be a really difficult decision, unless I guess you just chose based on where friends are living. But Los Feliz. Great place to land if you're going to be in L.A. Yes, I love it. Well done. Thank you. It'll be very central and very good. And in fact, Nick is already making himself a part of the community. Then we'll, oh, no we can, surprise there. We can tie this into the show in a way because it was sort of a GCF special the other night. Our friend Jeremy Olson hosted his garage show. Yes. As he does That's every right. month. It was That's the one-year right. anniversary. Caroline designed the poster for it. So a true GCF event. It out. And the bill was obviously Jeremy hosting, but then also... Nick Mandernock, who's been on the show, and Greg yep. Hess, been on the show doing improv. Our friend Alyssa Sabo, doing the show. That been. is so true. Uh, and uh, there was, there was a, you know, Nick as well. So it was just like a little reunion spectacular. It was Aww. very nice. It's very nice to see. Our friend Nick Costanza was in the audience. So it was just like, people got to go to this garage show it every month. Yes. And Nick performed for the first time in many years. That's true. First time in many years? Yeah, I hadn't done comedy in uh, two and a half years. Holy smokes. And it's pretty fun to do. I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, good. It. Yeah, good. Okay, wow. He's very good. He did not have the appearance of someone who's rusty at all. You didn't he feel skittish going in there. Very comfortable. And he closed the freaking show. Damn. I closed it down. I closed the garage down. Yeah, thank you. Wow. What was the... Uh, was the two and a half years just pandemic related or was it also like a decision of like, I'm not doing comedy anymore. This is I'm kind of interesting. Guy. This is kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, I was remembering, I was speaking to, shout out to my dad. It was Father's Day Shout recently. out to daddy. Ron, Ron's Wild World. Yes, Ron of the critically acclaimed show, Ron's Wild World, uh-huh. his travel show. You can find it on YouTube. That's right. Um, I was talking to him. I was like, when was the last time I did, I remembered the last time I did comedy was I got booked for his uh, his accounting firm, their <laughs> holiday party. No, you didn't. You and performed at their holiday he, party. Yes, and so, just did some songs. Yeah, I did some musical comedy stuff. I just I was fresh off of leaving Chicago, and I had like a big going away show. So I was like, I'll just do some of these. It's hilarious to perform at your dad's. Uh, it's so funny, so funny what so I would have given to it's be so there. Good. Yeah, for I that. thought I thought this, this would be great. And I bombed no. so hard. <laughs> they just, it was over, you know, it just was not the crowd. You think they'd be an easy crowd. It was not the crowd. I really bombed. I really felt bad. Well, how do you measure bombing when it is music? Because <laughs> oh Nick God. performs like songs and he's a very talented musician. Yeah. And there's always the binary of bombing with comedy where they're not laughing. Right. I'm not doing well. But right. when it's music, there's they sometimes just be respectful. Silence is what you want. <laughs> yes. Music. Music, so how can you tell? Music famously is a bit of a crutch in comedy but even with the crutch you can still fall you can fall pretty hard yeah yeah and then i had to stick around and clean up my gear and it was oh my god it was rough it was just, a, and maybe it was worse in my head, but no, it, it was. And you know, your dad had been talking to everyone. Oh about it. yeah, my, my incredible son, my yes. wonder kid. Well, you know, what? I, I, show. I did the show when I was like <laughs> in high school, and I crushed. <laughs> I crushed so hard like, for the same accounting thing. Yeah, I was like a senior in high school. I did silly bits and oh destroyed. And then you know, I come back as a grown up, and I did. I Do you think for them? Real hard. Well, okay, so it was you in high school versus <laughs> you now as a grown adult man. Do uh-huh. you think it was maybe the sensation of like, you know, people who watch Friends, they enjoy it, but then watching the reunion special on HBO Max, it's like, oh, they're still 
doing this? <laughs> oh, uh, I was gonna okay. say, you know, there's there's always the like adorable child factor, which can help a lot. Yes. And but you were probably like, no, it wasn't because I was an adorable child. I was a good comedian, which you are. I think my and material has there. changed, and it just uh, mm. was not the target demographic. Was it too anymore. blue? It was. It was too something. <laughs> They didn't like it. Nick, that is very funny. Yeah, um, I'm glad. Glad you like it. It felt bad. And and then and then I was I so I was put off by comedy. Yeah. And then I, there was a pandemic and then But so but it. then this most recent experience was perhaps a, a a a corrective to that that happened in the past. Maybe it redeemed your last bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I think I do well in garages. I do bad at holiday accounting rooms. <laughs> Why yeah. do you think you do in living? You got to find out what the venue. <laughs> I do. Your venue. I before I get booked I say, "Is this my dad's accounting firm?" And I right. say, "Yes, it is." I oh, say, I'm out. Okay, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> but if it's like say a smog check center, Let's go. Maybe that would be good. That's a garage. Be, that's a garage. That's famously a garage. <laughs> yeah, I would do very well there. Do a crush there. Yeah. You could, you could do a show at Jay Leno's place, yes. Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> place. Huge venues. Yes. Huge garages. Just enormous garage. Maybe a car dealership. I mean, it's sort of similar to a garage. Sure. I could try. I guess a lot of my material is, is car, is garage. It's mostly like, are you going to be near a car? Right. Yeah. You're going to like this. One of my favorite things after like not having someone on for a year, because uh-huh. a year is about the threshold, like eight eight months to a year is like, oh yeah, we can have these people back on again, because otherwise it's episode 234. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I always want to ask is like, has anything changed actually in the last year? Do you notice progress and growth in yourself? Damn. Because you are someone on a personal level I've known <laughs> to have quite a bit of attention Towards the project of self-work. Yes. And you're always recommending these books that some people might call self-help. I read them. Yeah. And you're into them. Nick, Nick, Nick uh, I remember we had breakfast a couple months ago, and he recommended a handful of relationship advice Instagram accounts. True. Which have become very, very popular. Accounts like The Secure Relationship and yes. Coaches and things like that. So do, do you notice any improvement or growth or progress in yourself in the last year yeah well i did that garage show no 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 i <laughs> i think kevin's teed me up here and i'm gonna i'm gonna hit the ball real far i started going to therapy okay i started going to the, and it's it turns out first time i ever. took i took to it like a fish in the water i'm a big therapy guy now i'm all about it i'm all about mental health I um I I'm a ch- I'm changing. It's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really about it. Congrats. And what do you think that stuff has unlocked in you thus far? Um, clarity. Yeah. Because yeah, did you have that specific goal going into it? Uh, no. I think I was having a really bad time, and I was like, I need help. Um, so it's just the it's just the amorphous <laughs> like this feels bad. I don't want it to feel bad. Yeah, there's probably some reasons I could. Yeah, yeah. I was on fire, and I was somebody put me out, and then I I got the water came and I, I put out the fire, and then I was like, I actually I'm gonna stick around here. This yeah. is nice. Yay, bring all the water awesome. you got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, and I, so I had a I was living in Nebraska, and I found a great Nebraska therapist. Oh my gosh. And but with the insurance, I had to I have to find a new therapist. So I'm dating around. I have my first new therapy session in a couple days. Wish me luck. Okay. I will wish you luck. How fun! So there's there, there's like a little intake form probably. I did like, it last night. Okay, great. A little history. Yeah. Little, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do, do you have any like 
you know, when I go to see a new therapist, I go off of the first impression and I'll know or not. Or you're like, I got to give them two or three chances and then we will proceed. Uh, a great cue. I think my last, I'm going to say the word therapist a lot, but my last therapist said it's important to like your therapist and therapy. It is. And it, you, there should be a comfortability there. So I spoke with somebody on the phone, had a, a free consult. Yeah. It was very easy breezy. I said, let's set up a session. That's yeah. like having a FaceTime date on Hinge before actually meeting up in person, where it's like the stakes are low. We're not actually in contact with each other. Yes. We're keeping in this very specific context. And yes. now we know enough to, to take it to the next level. I yeah. don't relate to that, but I, it, it sounds true. <laughs> okay. It is like, you know, going to a therapist <laughs> is similar to, uh, you know, seeing like a doctor, like a practitioner. But with doctors, it's kind of like, well, whoever you get, you know, that's kind of what you got to roll with. And they're not necessarily known for being nice. So you just kind of have to accept the way they're going to treat you in the room. Right. Um, Maybe you get lucky and you have a doctor you really like and you get to see them pretty often. But yeah, with the therapist, like you actually have to have a real affinity for each other. Um, But I I imagine at least I would probably go in sometimes like, well, they're really like well credentialed and they have a good reputation. So like if I'm not vibing with them, it's probably a problem with me, but I should just stick it out. You know, when it's like, no. Right. You should get along. Yes. A hundred percent. I understand why it's so important. And I was a real student of therapy. Like I I think that's was my I was in Nebraska. I was like that. This is kind of what I'm doing. This is Mm -hmm. like that was my number one thing. So I come with 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 notes. I would journal all week. I'd come in with notes. And I think I took my, my therapist was sort of taken aback. Cause I was, yeah, like, I was like, cause you were like someone who studied it. for years before taking yeah. the test is what it felt like. Yeah. I was, I was there to be there. I'm sure there's like a case to be made mm. now. And I get a little <laughs> sensitive about this sometimes in the way that like different generations talk about it, but a case to be made now that like therapists are, the sort of modern day equivalent of like what talking to a, a religious authority was however many centuries or probably just decades ago, like the equivalent now of like, Oh, you're in good health. You consulted with like, you know, the phrase, Oh, I talked to my pastor about this was like not out of the ordinary of just like mainstream American life. Not that long ago. Right and now it seems like it has been replaced a little bit with like, well, you know, and I'm in therapy for it. And it feels like an equivalent like marker of health. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yes. Yeah, because yes. I mean, who who was like serving the more intimate emotional needs of people before therapy was this widespread and like this accessible? Yeah. yeah. Pastors or like your mom, you know, like that was kind of it or maybe your friends or something. But like there wasn't someone who had that expertise, I guess, than beyond a pastor or at least it seemed like they had the expertise. And right. that's why it's so interesting how like modern contemporary church culture has adopted so much of the therapy stuff because it's almost like, oh fuck, are we getting snuffed out by yeah. the competition? <laughs> like, or like, oh, this is actually important and yeah, how not do we, just like a sideshow. Yeah, or how can we offer our own or have a pipeline to you know mm-hmm. our own whatever the therapeutic infrastructure mm-hmm. is? Right. That's one thing. One thing that I, I was talking to a friend of mine that wasn't a Christian and still isn't. We're praying for them, but <laughs> about what it means to like have someone who's a pastor you know be your officiant at a wedding to marry you and your partner and your potential spouse and how there's always a prerequisite of premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. It's like, we'll do it, but you have to be in counseling with us for six weeks and whether or not that's good or bad, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a practice. What's your opinion on that? I would just try to get someone who, who didn't require that 
because the the kind of person I would want for in this like kind of fantasy vision of my wedding to marry me, as we were talking about officiants with Karen Hahn, so Stephen Van Zant being that guy, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in counseling with Stephen Van Zant for six weeks. Right. I don't want it like I want that to be a different kind of role. I want that to be the greatest showman, and I would not go to therapy with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I feel like it was often implied like, oh, the pastor officiating, if they require counseling, it's kind of like they want a little bit of dominion over your relationship before they bless it. You know, like they need to have some investment on you and a little like, also maybe probably it's more for them too that they don't marry someone that they don't think should be together or something. Yeah. You know, a little litmus for their test. rep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. for their own like peace of mind, I guess. But it is kind of weird. And that being said, I've known so many pastors who have married so many couples that have gotten very divorced. <laughs> They're not always right. So you would <laughs> Maybe hope. Maybe six weeks wasn't enough. <laughs> should be a year. I sort of yelp for pastors where it's rated based on how many couples stay together that they've married. Like a Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, car. I've married a couple people. Y'all ever married anybody? Is that true? Sure. A You've couple? been an officiant? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Well, what's the context? A couple of times. Is in Nebraska, in the, yeah, in Nebraska, they get they get married young, and I married them. That's they so just sweet. asked me, "You do it," and I got a hundred percent rating on uh, efficient tomatoes. Efficient. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, but that was the critic score. What was the audience score? They like? don't break up, Kevin. Oh, that's they good. Do not get divorced. That's good. They don't. Wonderful. And what was I it? made them promise me. Was there any religious elements to the ceremonies that you did? I don't know. Is vow, are vows religious at all? Vows are nice. Vows can be, but if there's no, like, yeah. I don't know, communion cup and whatever you did at your wedding, then <laughs> Caroline's like, I don't remember. Who cares? <laughs> I would say, I would say they're both more, a little more non traditional then. Yeah. I mean, they had me do it, so it's a little more non traditional, you know? And that's fun. And that's fun. Special honor. I yeah. feel like that has to be a very particular person in your life. Like I know a few people who've been asked repeatedly to officiate weddings and they, they, I, they're very particular people, you know, like there's someone that maybe, uh, well has to know a lot of people and be, you know, involved in a few people's lives. They're, you know, person of character usually. And then someone maybe you go to advice for. Mm. And then someone who's also like a good public speaker. Yeah. So it's like a you triple You got to check whammy. a lot of boxes. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. why it's been so insulting to not have been asked by Same. any of my friends. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'll ever be asked officiate. to officiate, you know? And it's like, maybe you'd officiate mine. How about that? Really? That'd be interesting. I've thought about it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. Yeah, not that kidding. That makes me feel so good. I was like, Caroline could do a good I would job with that. That would have never guessed that. Because you, you wouldn't be too funny. <laughs> no, but, but, I'll never be too but I, funny. But That's a, never been someone's complaint. But based on some of our ad reads, I'm like, would she be able to read what we want her to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's like, I would, uh, you know, when people break in the ceremony, that's when the, the crowd gets a little relief. Yeah, and they laugh. it's goofy. Like, hey, they're so having fun. And that's a positive. Like a TikTok I saw the other day where in the vows, the, the sweet woman wrote to her husband, I promise to always let you smash with the boys. <laughs> yeah. And she was talking about Super Smash Brothers. Like a little moment of levity like that. He broke and said, exactly. she's talking about the game. Exactly. So like, okay, so you'd be great at that. All right. Whew, okay. The game. That's nice. But on the That's other nice. hand. Nick, Nick, don't be Kevin's efficient. Okay. You swoop in your Los Angeles. I know you're going to kick me out of the race real soon. You're a sweet man. You guys are getting close. Mm. I don't know. I see you doing it. 
And you're, and the thing is, you're not, you're not even going to do it knowingly. You know, you're just it's like, it's just going to happen. You're just being Nick. Yeah. And before I know it, I'm just going to wake up one day and it's like, oh, he's marrying me. <laughs> I'll I never got a, pronounce. A hundred percent, dude. hundred percent score. hundred percent. Two, yeah. two different couples. Two different couples. And, no divorces. And he's experienced. And I'm experienced. <laughs> Um, I'm out. I'm thinking about now. I'm thinking about my my performance. The first time, again, did very well. It was similar to my first time with the accounting firm. <laughs> uh-huh. And the second one, I gotta say, I did not crush the second time. The what second was time, the difference? Um, the audience. I didn't let the audience know what the vibe was. It was oh. it was very stilted in the room mm-hmm. and i was like okay we're doing reverence okay nick you gotta you gotta do reverence now oh. and i was too right i, I should have like broken the ice and i didn't get a chance to you do that have up done top. like crowd work you mean or oh. something i needed i needed my super smash brothers joke Break or something the ice. yeah mm-hmm. to set the tone yeah like we're here to have a nice time it's hard it's, it's hard, hard out there it. yeah. yeah and especially yeah. you don't know like the sensitivities of everybody right did any of family members come up and talk to you after and like say something about it um, Great job, or like no. I love when you said this. Yeah. I got more compliments the first time. Yeah, yeah, it yeah it's true. Yeah, that's tough. Well, that's hard. Always something to work on. I haven't though, done it since. Yeah, way to improve. I was yeah. hoping maybe at Jeremy's garage I could marry somebody. <laughs> yeah, like a, a proposal one happens on yeah. one of those garage shows. That'd be nice. Someone proposed at the Chalk Festival. Well, it was so like cool. They, they drew a ring, but it took forever. It's <laughs> like, don't look, honey. <laughs> they commissioned, I think, another artist to draw it because I was walking by and it's like a portrait of a couple. There were sloths on them. And then it said, will you marry me? And then I'm even I'm just absolutely housing a hot dog with my family, <laughs> you know, 50 feet away. And I hear cheers go up. Oh, fine. And I realize like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. And so we ran over. And yeah, the couple was in the middle of this huge crowd of people. She was crying. It was awesome. That's sweet. Isn't that sweet? And Caroline's referring to the Pasadena Chalk Festival. Oh, yeah. happens every year annually here in Old Town Pasadena. We're and back. her and our friend uh, Chelsea participate and do a bang-up job every time. And this is what our friend Zag said about the quality of it. It's like, you can always tell that it's good by the faces that people make that stop by. And they're like, <laughs> yes. oh. Try not to look. Because for the most part, like, there's obviously some phenomenally talented chalk artists. but Don't say a- it, Kevin. Don't say it. But. <laughs> no, Kevin, don't do it. I gotta say it. Not everyone quite as good as a Chelsea and a Caroline. Wow. Like, there's just like, a lot of the art ends up being kitschy and like a little pop culture Yeah. Where it's like Johnny Depp or something. People literally. love P- Batman was huge this year. There was a Catwoman one. There's a Batman one. Enormous amount of Catwomen. Um, but it's for fun. You know, it's free to sign up. It's free to do it. Like, it's just, it's for silly. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's the best. And it definitely makes. This old town feel like a small town hey, in that way. A beautiful town. It's like an old-fashioned little festival, you know? Gorgeous town. That's, That's really nice. nice. <laughs> That's nice. And uh, on that note, thanks for sharing everything that's happened yeah. in the last year, of Nick. Of course! <laughs> for sharing your journey. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. We're having fun. We're having fun and it's Hi. time for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles That was you, Kevin. That was. That's my favorite thing to do. Like, if you know the intro music before a movie starts is to sing it at the top of your lungs in the theater because no one will know it's you if you're blending in. Perfect blend. Great blend. Ah! Like something like that. You know what I'm thinking? If we can get him, it'd be great to book Nick on a Raw Dogs episode one of these days. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Can you imagine the talent? We have a format called 30 Minutes to Heaven in which we try to write and perform a song in 30 a minutes. Christian oh, song. I would love to. Yeah, okay. that'd be so that fun. Rules. Yeah. That's so, so let's fun. do that. Let's do that next time. Okay, so now we're no longer leaving it all out on the field. Oh, yeah. Keep a little. Okay. You already got it on number little. three. Yeah. It's getting close. Yeah. Singles Ministry is the format in which we take one single song and we talk about it for the remainder of the episode. The song today <laughs> is Michael W. Smith's Secret Ambition, a song from 1988 from his album I. It's the letter I, the number two, and the word I. I to I. Wow. Is the name of it. It was written by himself, Wayne Kirkpatrick, and Amy motherfucking Grant. They all wow. wrote this song together. The music for this one actually came first. As the story goes, <laughs> Michael W. Smith recalled, I'll never forget getting together with Wayne out at Amy's farm. First of all, just the music was written. And I felt for 1988, it was a bit of a twist, especially the choruses, which were really different for me. And I just remember I was when I, I, I remember where I was when I said, this song's going on the record, no matter what. And then we still have the lyrics to write. So just based on the on wow. the the oral you know elements alone, yes, just on the instrumentals, he was like, "This is this absolutely is going." When on. you know, you know. And he said, "Still lyrics to write." So Wayne came up with the secret ambition idea. I do think the song became very popular because of the video, and of course, I'm sure we've all because of the video because of the video because wow. of the music video. Okay. Yeah. So Nick, what is your experience with this song? Why did you want to talk about it this time? Well, Kevin, I um, I spoke about something in, in my previous episode. I, I did something called tech when I was a young lad. Yes, that's right. Teens encounter Christ. And I'm curious for the listeners at home, has anybody done this? I'm pretty sure it's a thing that was all over the country, but I did it in, in my hometown in Nebraska. Probably. Um, I'm pretty sure they do it everywhere, but I haven't heard any, any uh, other stories about it. I would like to compare notes. And sorry, remind me, what were like the key requirements of being in tech? You pay $50. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what the fee was, but it's, it's like a, it's a weekend immersion. Oh, okay. okay. So this isn't like a year-long thing, you know, you're always doing it. We're talking Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a and Sunday's And this is, you know, Sunday's where it goes down. Yeah. yeah. This is on theme for the song too. If you go to the tech website, techconference.org, they're Which based out not. of New Orleans, Louisiana. Really? They, oh they say gosh. their mission, much like the song is believing that the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the core message of our Christian faith. Okay. Tech offers to youth and young adults the opportunity to encounter and integrate the Pascal ministry, mi, the Pascal mystery at the time of passage through Pascal young adult. mystery. What is the Pascal mystery? I don't know. I, I did it, and I don't know what that your is. Field. The mm-hmm. Pascal mystery. Well, we're just a Google away. Pascal's box. It's closely linked to the ideas about redemption and salvation. 
It refers to four ideas about the process that Jesus went through to save humanity from sin. These are his life, death, resurrection, and finally his ascension. So that is the Pascal mystery. Well, they're not exactly reinventing the wheel there. You're saying like it's not a whodunit the way it sounded yeah, like? Yeah, they made initial. it sound like these are, you know, the key tenets and this is sort of our special perspective. Mm-hmm. And right. it's like, did you know that Jesus died to save your sins? <laughs> Well, I will Come say on. there are some unique aspects to this. Uh, there's some there's some Pascalism in the um, <laughs> there's some left field stuff. Yeah, you're, it's an overnight thing. They're giving you lots of candy. There's testimonials. People tell their life story, uh-huh. so it kind of it kind of makes you emotional. Uh-huh. And there's all these events. You do these like little immersion activities. Wow. And uh, and one of these activities is you sit. They sit you down, and they wheel out the TV. And they're like, wait till you see this. And they show you the Secret Ambition music video. Okay. And you've teed us up perfectly. Now, something we do on the show sometimes, Nick, is that we have our our guests or ourselves do something called hitting the goalposts. That's when, like a radio DJ, a disc jockey, you make patter over the oh, instrumental yeah. part of the song until right before the lyrics start. Okay. Do you think you're up to the challenge to do that? I think there's today? a long intro. I'll try my best. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a little boost right here. I'll talk with you for a little bit for the song that we're about to hear. When I first heard this song, I was sitting down on the carpet. Uh, it's kind of dirty. There was a bunch of other uh, high schoolers around me, and I knew what I was about to see was very funny. But I knew I couldn't make fun of it. (laughs) Oh, he's finding the spaces in between. (laughs) But what was going through your mind at the time, Nick? I want to know. Well... (laughs) You see Michael ruining his fingers through his hair. Good looking guy. Kind of distractingly good looking. And then you know something big is about to happen when. And we're all in. We're all at the edge of our carpet, and we're gonna watch this video for six minutes. It's a long, it's a long song and video. It's a six-minute, twenty-seven-second song and yeah. video, but we'll fade it out right I here. I think that's probably good. We don't need to listen to the whole thing. Yes. Secret ambition. Now, Michael W. Smith. We've talked about him so much on the show. Sure. So, so many times. A legend. But I still think it's worth contextualizing via the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music by our friend Mark Allen Powell, who his framing of him as an artist is so funny because he's <laughs> generally pretty neutral, pretty fair, pretty even-handed, and then he'll have wild moments oh of edi- editorial. I was just reading this before I came over you here. You were? Too. Yeah, and it was killing me. Okay, go ahead. And of course, his description is Michael W. Smith is generally considered 
to be the prettiest singer in Christian music. Wow. The prettiest. In terms of physical appearance, at least, and sometimes with regard to his musical output as well, Smith has the musical style of Barry Manilow. It is beloved and reviled <laughs> with the same fervor as that quintessentially M.O.R. star. Murphy Brown would not have liked him. But millions do. He's one of the most commercially successful artists and artistically polished pop singers in the Christian music genre. And has, uh, you know, impressive works on the charts with place in this world. Being impossibly good looking hasn't hurt, <laughs> though early on it meant he had to deal with the supermodel syndrome by convincing skeptical critics that he had brains and talent as well. He does have both and in time came to be respected and admired even by those whose tastes run counter to his output. <laughs> All but Caroline Ely. <laughs> it is so funny to frame this man so funny. who is an attractive man yeah. as having the same crucible, the same burden on his back as like a lot of young women Maybe. who aren't <laughs> taken seriously, almost like a Britney syndrome or Pretty like, much. you know, that he was so overly objectified or sexualized that yes. he, his artistic expression could not break through, through that it's veil of objectification is <laughs> yeah. so funny to think about i get it too because i was watching this video and i was like i forgot he was like devastatingly handsome and the way he is <laughs> wardrobed in the video too like yeah. they were going for it oh, they weren't time. trying to make him seem thoughtful or make him seem christian he has no sleeves but he is wearing a shirt and a vest his hair is gorgeous he's smoldering into the camera yes he's laying it on thick and he knows Exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and likes it too. <laughs> he's like, hubba, hubba. I mean, look at him bouncing there. I mean, look at him go. I mean, the, it's distracting. Um, it is a, a wild I a think contrast we, between the rest of the video. We could have made Christ look a little bit sexier. Is that okay to say? You're I saying agree. he should have shared the wealth in yes. that regard. The music video, I think most people would know this song in 2022 from the kitschy, campy nature of this music video from Out of Time from 34 years ago, which is like this really interesting line to walk of sort of, like Caroline's saying, sexualizing the singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith yes. as he's talking about the purpose of Christ. The video is just the life and death of Christ intercut with Michael W. Smith and contemporary Utah desert or Arizona right. singing about... Full pop stars like experience the secret ambition of christ that yes. is that is the music video there was also an anecdote in an interview where they said that they really sprung to shoot it on film that wow. and that it was like a, i believe it was a donate it was a donated budget uh oh the company that was going to shoot the video for the song offered to do it for free <laughs> they wanted to follow the story of jesus and they offered to shoot on videotape and I just thought, how tacky is that going to be? I refused to do it for a year <laughs> until I succumbed to the pressure and said, okay, but we'll pay the extra, whatever it is, to shoot on film. Oh my wow. gosh. So preservationist in the, in the likes of like a Tarantino or a PTA or Scorsese. Film, yes. film, film. I can't believe he was like, no, no, no. I can't accept your free <laughs> music video budget unless it has my aesthetic appeal. <laughs> I mean, I don't do tacky. I'll wear the hell out of this vest, but I have class. It's so funny. Of course, the vest is, yes, very uh, emblematic of the fashion of the time. I'm wondering for your opinion and yeah. perspective as a pretty prolific songwriter in your own right, what influences you hear when you hear this sort of song? It's always so interesting for us 
and made for people with like more limited musical vocabularies to go back to something from 34 years ago. You can't quite tell, like, is this two years behind or forward? It's easy to tell in 2022 when you're living through the moment. But like in 1988, is he using, you know, a certain like voice or stylization to the arrangements that are actually from 1986 or 85? <laughs> the thing I heard personally was that his voice seems a little bit modeled on Billy Joel. That was what was striking me huh. about this song. Sure. In terms of like almost the part of his like nasalness or his head where yes. his voice is. But that's just like a technical thing. Jesus name. Nobody knows. Nobody. His secret ambition. Like you could some grit. You could you could think that a Billy Joel could sing that. But what do you Yeah, hear I was I was trying to place his voice too, because it was really reminiscent of something. Maybe it is Billy Joel. But I, I just I gotta I gotta say this again. When I was watching it and I'm in high school, I knew that this is so funny and but I could not I couldn't yeah, express we, that. Was fine. There has to be a, a German word for this feeling that I was experiencing. <laughs> and another thing of it is the time period, like the 1988 music video. Very funny to be watching this in, I don't know, 2006 or 2007. Very and, funny. And everybody is like, the, the energy in the room by everybody putting on the weekend was like, this is cool. This is going to turn some kids on to... There was a sincerity to it. There was no ironic distance. <laughs> yes. These teens are so jaded. We have to give them something they like, yes. you know, and it's going to be this video. And I I helped out at the weekend after I went through it a couple times, and there was a changing of the guard where they had to vote, and they'd be like, we ha- we can't do Secret Ambition anymore because it's not working. Oh, but no. every, the, the For what, to the screen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they replaced it, but it's but anymore. It, it was like clearly this is not. It's just for us at this point, and it had been for them for years, you know. Aww. But because it it is so 1988, it's so 1988. It's true. Musically, uh, I don't know. Maybe I was thinking about Don Henley, like Boys of Summer. Very much so. Yes, I hear almost a little bit of Toto. I hear a little Africa, like with the synthesizer patch. I think you know. I think they're emulating whatever's going on in 1988. Phil Collins, maybe a maybe little, little bit, Phil. maybe a little Genesis. Well, yeah, with those drums. Yeah, right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Big time. So yeah. that's musically. Lyrically, the song is just about Billy Joel. Or no, the no, it's about Billy Joel <laughs> and his secret ambition to drive into people's houses. Yes, <laughs> it is about. It is describing. The life and personhood of Jesus Christ in uh, quite detail. Yes. Young man up on the hillside teaching new ways, each word winning them over, each heart a kindled flame. Old men watch from outside, guarding their prey, threatened by the voice of the paragon, lean their lambs away. And then so each verse is like, here's the stuff he's doing. Yes. But then the chorus is, here's the twist. Nobody knew his secret ambition. He broke the old rules steeped in tradition. He tore the holy veil away. Questioning those in powerful position, running to those who called his name, but nobody knew his secret ambition was to give his life away. So the whole thing is very death-centric. The, oh, whole, yeah. the whole thing is like, yeah, all this good stuff is happening. He's a good teacher. He's compassionate. He's kind. He's caring. But just so we're clear, it's also that he can die and be resurrected. Right. And it sort of is an anthema to people who would say, well, yeah, Christ was a good teacher. Christ was useful for such and such ways and these ways that overlap with maybe other spiritual figures, gurus, teachers, etc. Right. And this is quite clear. No, this is about him dying for certain. And without that, what's the point right. is, is sort of the, the takeaway. Yes. And it does kind of make it a, a who is she sort of song of like, 
you know, God's little secret. Little secret. <laughs> I think it's so funny that he um, used the word like ambition and fame, which I associate with like career goals. Yes, nobody. And I love the idea that Jesus, like, I'm gonna take this town by storm. That's he's right. like updating his LinkedIn, you know, and yes. <laughs> he'd be like, my five year plan is coming together. It's gonna be so awesome. I'll no, be in the C suite in no time. Nobody knew his. Yeah, that's the I I missed the, the course. Nobody suite. knew his secret ambition. Nobody knew his claim to fame. His claim to <laughs> Fame, like, famous, <laughs> which would be the like, death. What I don't know. That's usually not how it's framed. Or it's like I guess him dying and being resurrected would be his claim to fame because that's quite a thing to pull off. He did go viral. Yeah, for that. Oh, I yeah. guess that's sort of unusual. Yeah, but um, is, he is. Would you say? I mean, is Jesus the biggest celebrity of all time? Is he the most? This is always an interesting question. Is is he the most <laughs> famous person who lived? And it comes up every episode. Yeah, and it's like, is it him or Tom Holland? <laughs> Which one is Which it? One. It's because it's it's From down year to, to year, two of them. Well, uh, who was it before Christ? Who was it before Christ? I don't know. So maybe that's maybe our like answer. The Holland. moon. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what people talking about? Obviously, not n- didn't leave a mark because yeah, we're seriously. not talking about him. Where no. it was, and it it, it, bring, it brings up an interesting question of what is fame, and is it fame in the present tense now or back then? Like, was he more well known at the time? Probably mm. not, because of no mass communication, true, or media. Like Van Gogh, he's more. That's right, and so he's probably more famous now <laughs> in 2022. I think there's a case for him, <laughs> or Tom Holland, or Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. to be the first famous. <laughs> it's one of those three guys. Yeah. Or uh, Lisa Renna from Real Housewives. Yeah. Well, Tom Holland is so talented. He's so talented. <laughs> he really can do it all. And ambitious, isn't and he? And ambitious. Yeah. 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 He's not secret. His ambitions I think there's a plan secret. at mm-hmm. work here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's Spider-Man. So yeah, the secret <laughs> ambition of it all, it does zero in on something that I think now feels a little frustrating about like Jesus's personality, which is how obtuse he would be. Like we talked a while back, I think we had something called like Honest Bible Study, where we talked about the story of him cursing the fig tree because figs were not in season. So he was like, all right, you'll never grow figs. It's like, this is just a weird guy. It's a weird one. Yes. Having an off day. I never know what the takeaway is supposed to be from that story. From the fig? I I know we talked about what it was supposed to be, and I think it was a picture of like the unfaithfulness of Israel at the Uh, time or something like that. But yeah, hard hard to read in 2022. But yeah. but yeah, but this song is just kind of emphasizing <laughs> in a pop rock anthem, you know, there was a little more than meets the eye <laughs> to this eye. gentleman. Yes. I mean, this would be so scary. Uh, uh, old men, you know, watching, uh, guarding their lambs who are being led away by this stranger mm-hmm. who's full of rage. Well, and that's what's interesting about the songwriting too, is yeah. that so much of like, praise and worship music or contemporary Christian music expresses like the greatness or goodness or glory of God or Jesus in, in sort of the terminology of a straightforward majesty or in a way where they are like, uh, father figures or authority figures to be like reverent of and respectful Mm -hmm. of hero. And this makes Jesus sound like a really cool guy. (laughs) (laughs) A little scamp. Yeah. He (laughs) said he, it contextualizes him as more like a rebel with a cause. Yeah. Which no one's ever named a sermon that I don't believe. (laughs) I like in the song, I was looking at the lyrics myself earlier and there was one word that I didn't know. And I think it's important in a pop song to have a word, an unusual word. Can I guess what the word was? You can. 
Paragon. It's Paragon. Yep. I have looked it up. I don't really know what that means. Uh, maybe they're shoehorning it in there a little bit, but it's Paragon. it's fun to have a weird word in there. Paragon de- definition is a person or thing regarded as a perfect example of a particular quality. Yeah. To use it in a sentence, Kevin would be the Paragon of podcasting. Well, Paragon to- of Samp. Jacking off <laughs> or samping. Yeah. I called myself Bart Sampin the other day. Do y'all think that's good? That's good. That's yeah. I think you should call it. I, like I think it you. should be Fart Sampin, but that's just me. I think that's putting a hat on a hat, though. That's not one of my favorite way to dress. <laughs> the double hat technique Caroline has popularized recently. Keeps <laughs> me from the sun. That's right. It keeps the hat also one and of yeah, the hats and you, that protects. Like, let's say one hat could get faded in the yes. sun. Yes. That's just off topic, but uh, you remember emo music? Of course. Well, a lot of those bands I thought would would have like a very um, kind of show off their vocabulary and have some interesting words. Like a Fall Out Boy will say the word mausoleum in their big hit song. And when I'm in high school listening to that, I look I don't know what that word means. So it's like I think it's kind of cool. Would they rhyme have, it with Coliseum? I don't think so. That was like at a you know a, a teenage Sesame Street in that moment. Like they yes. knew, like the kids are listening. Let's bring, let's give a little education. A hundred percent, and it makes it it makes learning fun. I mean, this is this is to be clear. This is the first time we've covered a song on the show in which Paragon was used in the song. First time, yeah, yes. first time. So it may be the only time, as far For as we all know. To learn. We don't know. Um, when I watched this music video, I by the end of it was a hundred percent sure that this was a movie that he was promoting yeah with the song like that's this what is it feels a like. yeah. big time big, like there was a big cast there were several different scenes i was so confused by that and like I've, I, i'm now i'm hearing it was just for this music video just for that so what was the concept like why were they making it so intense you know i think it was a little bid for airplay oscars. And, and for the oscars <laughs> you know music videos are nominated for oscars yeah well they weren't at the time oh. and he was like what if they could be yes. <laughs> made it so good they have to create a good. new category for it <laughs> that and stump people but yes no it does feel like that the it's way detailed. it's edited it feels like oh this is definitely from like a directed video thing that he was doing promo for exactly but it's not like no. his uh like gaga's maverick song like that's what i thought i was seeing that fully makes sense <laughs> uh you know checking it out on a, a website we go to a lot called songmeanings.com there was a comment from a gentleman on there who said i realize more and more every day that i don't really know who jesus is the song reminds me of how much i don't i'm struck by the uncanny feeling every time i read the gospels and i hear god's words almost like hearing a sound in the next room and expecting to find your cat had knocked something over only to be greeted by a ghost or walking what? at night and not realizing till the next day you'd been walking two feet away from a 300 foot drop off a sheer cliff. Is everyone following so far? <laughs> I, I think we got a, a writer here. We got a burgeoning the writer. The church often makes two mistakes simultaneously. Dense. One is thinking they know exactly who God is and the oh other is thinking God. they can't know him any more than they already do. The more I learn about God, the more wild and mysterious alien even he becomes to me. No one expected the gospel. These people expected their Messiah to be a vengeful warrior who would slay all the enemies, only to meet a humble carpenter. This is a carpenter. song meanings comment? Yeah, this is just a comment. Gracious. <laughs> I love when people express themselves in the comments Get section. this it's man nice. a pulpit. Well, yeah. it is fun to, in the year 2022, it, like kind of the, the most representative thing you have for a comment section for a song, because yes. you can't comment on Spotify or, or any music platform, is whatever the song is on YouTube. Right. And there's oh my gosh. quite a few good ones on, on YouTube, of course. Can I read one? Yes. Four years ago. This is on the Secret Ambition <laughs> That's right. video. 
you can put all the dislikes on here you want. God is still awesome. He still sits on his throne and he's the only one who can save us. Susie Q, 128. Fire it. Go off. Shout out to Susie Q. It does have 24 replies. I hope they're all saying, you know, preach or amen. say that or amen. Regardless, God wins. Amen. Na- uh, a gentleman named Nate commented eight years ago, this was the last video I saw before the Lord took hold of me on Whoa. December 10th, 1995. <laughs> Thank you, God. I love you. Which sounds like, like this oh, is no. the last one I saw before I died. <laughs> I do believe he means this was the last one he, yeah. he saw before weird one he to, was safe. Yeah, yeah, weird way to frame that. That he is just, a weird way to frame yeah. it. Uh, 20, and he's like, this had no effect on me, but I did accept <laughs> God the next day. <laughs> uh, Catherine writes, 2021, still love the song. The more I read scriptures, the more I understood what it was saying. <laughs> uh, Sharon Co says, my favorite song back then when I was only 11 years old. Now I'm 42 years old and I still love this song. Love you, God. Wow. <laughs> That's nice that they're writing love to you, God. God. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. God text the comments. It's, it's okay. I love you. <laughs> uh, on this Valentine's Day, I'm grateful for the love that Jesus gave 2021. And this song <laughs> still has so much Day. meaning. <laughs> wow. People, okay, I'm gonna, I'm pushing back on this whole comment sections are toxic and bad and mean. Yes, these are great. These are very. These nice. are all nice. YouTube really cleaned it up too. I think <laughs> they finally cleaned up their act, and there's nothing bad <laughs> happening there anymore. <laughs> there's no comment now that's like, check out my tits. Come over here, and it's like on the secret ambition video. I love this song, which is why trans people need it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you got to go pretty deep in there to find those now. We have a segment on the show sometimes that we do for singles ministry called Cover Me. Can we do it now? Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, uh, we should do it now. <sighs> there's a few. Uh, covers of the song. A lot of them on YouTube are just gentlemen doing the guitar solo. Here's one. Oh, yeah. So things of that nature. Why has that style of like playing electric guitar fallen out of favor in pop music? Because I think it rocks. Uh, because because pop music used to be rock music, and now pop music is more incorporating hip hop influences. I think, right? Mm. And guitar isn't that predominant in mm. hip hop. I Tell think. Miley. Does that feel? I think it's true. I right? but I think a big hot guitar solo would kind of uh, it could be kind of fun in a throwback way, and it could you know. It could but happen. it but it very clearly feels like a throwback now. Oh yeah, big time. Because like, time. Yeah. is there a way to make this sound? modern i think so i mean uh, so much of music now is a blender of you know so i i I think it's coming i don't uh, not to mention olivia rodrigo twice in one episode but uh yeah seriously (laughs) but you know she's got a paranoia a paramour or a riot girl thing and Mm -hmm. it's like okay we can Mm -hmm. do that we can do whatever we want yeah yeah that's true she might be bringing it back but it still feels like a little nostalgia play big time yeah but people like it you know is i did that's why i guess it's not like a bad sound. Like if you hear Don't Stop Believing" coming on any song, when that guitar goes on, I mean, people are losing their minds. Undeniable. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I guess what I'm saying, I don't, I'm not saying people don't like it. I think they do. It just always still feels evocative of the past right. rather than like iterative of it. Give it to us. And it's hard, it's hard to make it iterative. I don't know what you do to make it sound like, oh, this song needed a guitar in 2023. 
and not just like self-consciously kind of mm -hmm. doing that pastiche stuff. Mm. Yes. The other great cover of this is by a man named Julio Guez, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And he does a Spanish language cover of it. Gave him a budget. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds kind of good. Sounds good. Let's get to that chorus. Let's go. I think it sounds better. It sounds a lot better. This guy's voice is better, though, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Smitty. You know, like... Nobody knows. They went in on the video, too. It looks nice. <laughs> it's foggy in is there. Is that film? That, you know, that was video. That was digital video, because that was 30 frames a second, my friend. Wow. Uh, a, a frame rate not possible in film. And, of course, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> the more recent uh, videos of Michael W. Smith doing it, because there's obviously, like, the ones from his sort of stadium shows back in the 80s. Oh, my God. Yes. This is his moment. Where people are just wilding out. Dang, his looks pretty the cool. Hair. He's kind of playing into the you know, the cheesecake of it all. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was reading that passage about him in the book, I didn't realize this, but he had tried to be like a mainstream pop star mm -hmm. for a second. And then didn't it, work. it like fizzled out, which is too Katie bad. Katy Perry did the opposite. Look at her now. Yeah. yeah. Look at her 10 years ago. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah. More recent videos of MWS, the the kind of voice of it all that Caroline loves so much, The what she calls the Christian male equivalent of a Britney Spears is laid a little more bare. Men watch from the outside. Zane. And to be clear, he is uh, wearing a shirt that says, vote for love. Okay. Vote for love. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's good. Which I'm like, yes. <laughs> right? I'm on board. Write it in. You can write in a candidate. I always write in love. 64 years old, still looks pretty good. Perhaps the pair is 64 on. there? Love is a fascist. Yeah, it was 63 there, I think. He yeah. looks great. Mm -hmm. I know. He's going to look he's good. going to the Tom Cruise doc. You think so? Perhaps. He said, give me the cruise. MWS got in a little fillers. I could see it. I could see it. Neck tightened up. Yeah. He's got a great neck. <laughs> do you think I should do that when I get into my 60s? Yeah. I think you should do it now. Why wait? Yeah, do it now. Why wait? I know. Today in Old Town, I did walk by like a, a filler place, and I was like... Only 200 bucks, you say? Is that low or high? I actually don't know. That seems low to me. Seems low. I don't know. Like the For a whole new value. lease on life? For a life? new neck? Yeah. <laughs> That's For good. Big, bigger cheeks? You should we'll get see. enormous lips. I think that would be <laughs> fantastic. But grow the beard out so that no one knows for a while. And then one day, yes. you shave and then and when like, you ah! do want to shave your beard, it's like, well, I have something else to offer that wasn't there before. Wow, that's nice. That'd be like a coming out party. Yeah. And if you're short on cash, just do one lip. Just do the lower lip. One lip. Or, yeah. That's nice. One yeah. side. Kind of take it for a test drive. <laughs> yeah. A little spin. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do the lower. Yeah, I'll do the lower. Anything else that we can say about this song? Anything we clogged? Anything that spoke to us emotionally about... Christ being described as a sort of mystery man with a secret mission. Little James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be thinking about this song. I'll be thinking about that music video. For the next 
15 minutes. And the poor, yeah, that's two. And the poor Jesus that had to stand side by side with Michael W. Smith. I, I mean, know. That's cruel. Yeah. Uh, all right, then this is what we do, Nick. We're going to rate it. We're going to give it a holy toast or holy roast. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. Holy toast is when we send this song to heaven. Holy roast is when we send it to the other place. Or if we want to send it, send it to purgatory, we can do... The space between... Caroline, what send up? Play God, as they say. Yeah, that's right. Um... I did not like this song at first, but then I noticed I kept singing Nobody Know My Seek. And then I was like, wait a second. I do like this song. This is a good song. Um, it's very fun. What a weird take on Jesus. You know, so you got to hand it to, to him on that. Um, we've listened to a lot of stuff on the show, and I've never heard this described as sort of what Jesus was doing on earth. Um, so a holy toast for that reason. A mystery man. Mystery man. Uh, then we turn to Nick. <laughs> Um, well, famously, I brought in the song, and so maybe I like it, but but maybe I don't. That'd be an interesting perspective. But the truth is, I have a lot of nostalgia towards the song. Mm-hmm. It means something very specific to me. Would you just listen to it, even outside of tech, no. after 2006? Does it make you giggle every time you listen it to it? It makes me laugh. I had a big laugh listening to it today, thinking about it. Um, but no, I will never listen to it again, but I still like it, and I'll give it a big old thumbs up. Aww. He's giving it a holy toast. Here's one thing I want to point out about oh, it. Oh, wait, you know what? Just for a drama, I should say I don't like it, right? Whoa, and then you break the tie. For well, attention? you can do whatever you want. Show business. Yeah. Well, no. I don't like the song. I don't like the song. Oh, my God. I don't like it. Wow. I came here to uh, besmirch it, and I'm going to give it a thumbs down. We have a show villain. We should tell the guests what to do. Yeah, you should. For the I can final use some ratings. guidance. We should script yeah. this a little bit Wouldn't more. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and actually build in a sort of narrative or arc into yeah. the show we that we We need a producer. Hmm. Yeah, Emma, where you at? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Give us, give us yeah, words. I really don't like it. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for Can me. you say, go to hell? Do that. Whoa. Oh, yeah. You mean, I, can I hell. freaking that? To hell. <laughs> that was cool. Isn't it fun? Like, when you hear that, do you just, like, imagine a bunch of guys, like, kind of, like, raising the mm-hmm. roof with, like, flames around kind them? Kind of sounds like... I see choreography, you know? <laughs> sounds okay. kind of like The Offspring a little bit. Oh, you get that? I I do see that. That's uh, it's a band named Striper, who is a Christian hair metal band. Oh, in the okay. 1980s. That tracks. That tracks. And to hell with the devil was one of their big hits. For me, I'll say one thing I really appreciate about the song is melodically, it's it feels so kind of strange to me in a way that's novel, just based on what we yeah. usually talk about on the show. In particular, the way he ends the chorus is so funny to me. Let me find exactly the kind of melody uh, line I'm thinking of. It almost sounds like the theme song of like an 80s drama or like a family sitcom <laughs> in the 1980s. And it's like, da-da, like the interval going oh, yeah, like like out. Yeah. You can see like a free yeah. frame, like executive producer Jeff Franklin or whatever. Pokemon. That's what it, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. That being said, I was not compelled by the character oh, no. of Christ as like oh. a secret guy. Wow. And I think the idea is that this is this is not a worship song that you would sing with your you know your fellow Christians in the church. Yeah. This is something where it's like, isn't God cool? Like this is a song about God being cool. This is God on a motorcycle. There's a parasocial thing I think we're supposed to do of like 
the guy singing this is the kind of cool guy that Jesus is as right. well. It's supposed to be a reflection of that. Wow. And I did not like cool Jesus in the song. Mm. So I'm actually giving it a holy roast. So break out that choreography <laughs> striper. <laughs> <laughs> Your vote roasted your song to hell. That was cool. Oh my God. Wait, that's a unanimous. No, I toasted no, it. You I, did toast I, it? I toasted I got it. A, I got a bone to pick. You're thinking Jesus was Mr. Cool? I think Michael W. Smith is Mr. Cool. I think I think they're both Mr. Cool. I think he's saying, I'm cool like Jesus is cool. And isn't that an interesting insight into his character? <laughs> There's some kind of lead singer messiah complex thing going on here. That's why of I get, course, mm, like yeah. most bands and most artists, right? Like I noticed yeah. what fellow cool guy Jesus was doing. Mm-hmm. And that's an idea cool expressed musically. Cool. Yeah. Well, I voted to, for it to go to heaven, so I guess we just disagree. Wait, what's that? <laughs> that's not my memory of it. Okay, he's being a little cheeky. We like this in a guess. <laughs> it's like a little playful energy. Yeah. A a yes, of course, of course. This, I did this at the holiday party. It crushed. Oh yeah. yeah. Love this conversation yeah, about secret ambition. Yeah. This is your set of like I don't know. Like I kind of have this out with it and it's just a bunch the of accountants like dying. drinking coffee they love it. it that's fun yeah uh but now it's time to oh. have a little less fun oh bring it down to a more worshipful holy space nick okay on this show we don't plug ourselves or promote our projects we lift them up to the lord oh and by that i mean we lift up what we're working on in our social media okay I mean, it's pretty much self-promotion then, right? Well, it's different if it's for God, though. We don't okay. promote ourselves. We promote Yeah, we him. don't like to use right. that language. Right, that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was saying the same thing. We're doing I'm kingdom same thing. work for him. Right, that's yeah. right. We're, doing, we're all saying the same thing in different ways. <laughs> we're all saying the same thing in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe something we're enjoying in secular culture, and we want to lift up, too, okay. before the Lord. So Have you, you heard about Olivia Rodrigo? She's oh, on okay. fire right now. Save, save it for the lift up, <laughs> oh, my, my bad. friend. Okay? My bad. Okay, gotcha. Uh, we'll start with Caroline. Freeform. Um, you can partner with me Ooh, on my partner. gospel ministry at Caroline's Parts. On um, I've been posting more TikToks lately, so I feel I'm feeling inspired. When the inspiration hits, you get you get something. And um, I'm gonna lift up a movie I just saw. I just saw the Bob's Burgers movie. Bob's Burger. <laughs> like a boomer Bob's Burgers um, Bob's Burgers it was great I watched the show and it was just a really nice movie if you're looking for something fun um, there's musical numbers in it it was like you know it's everything you love about the show it's show it's very funny it's very wholesome loved it very funny very wholesome like our friend Nick Jester Nick yeah. what do you have to lift up thank you Kevin um, wow. <laughs> I would like to lift up the DMV in Pacoima wow <laughs> They only do driver's licenses. They just specialize in that. Oh, and like uh, like Olivia Rodrigo. You're huh? Always trying to make no. It I wasn't that. really going to bring her up. Back around. I wasn't going to really bring her up. <laughs> but they had an incredible Yelp review, which of course is rare for DMVs. So I said I'm going to go down there, and I got my driver's okay, license. Okay, okay. You did bring it up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So if you're in the area, I would definitely go there. Short um, waits. Pardon? Short waits. Very short waits and very nice chats. They had a, they chat you up and they're happy DMV workers and I was happy to be there. Wow. That's and nice. the test was hard. I had to take a test because I'm out of state. I had to take the written test. Oh, you did? It was close. Oh, gosh. If I missed one more, I would have pa- uh, failed. Oops. <laughs> this is like when, you know, lawyers get, uh, you know, past the bar in California. If they need to move somewhere in the country, they got to take it all over again. Sucks. Isn't that sad? Not good. Not very good. Isn't that sad for those lawyers? Life. I know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of lawyers, I 
I wasn't gonna bring this up, but I have an I have an album coming out. Hey, lift it up, lift it up. What's it called? What's it called? Well, why don't you? you, Why don't you read it and weep, Nick? Oh my gosh! Whoa! Nick is passing us cassette tape players, and the album appears to be called Piranha Radio. Yeah, it's only available on cassette right now. Is Is that true? Yeah, actually, nobody has it yet except for you two. Wow, which is kind of fun. Are you actually giving this to? Yeah, you can. Are you serious? Yeah, you probably don't have a cassette player, but I actually do have a cassette player. I have two cassette players right now. This is great. I have one in my car. Your cassette is so gorgeous. (laughs) It's so pretty. You got it printed. Songs include "Good Thing," "Under My Hat," "Prospects," "You and Me," "Atlantis," "The Girl on the Crescent Moon," and "Blanket of Stars." That's right. So funny. This album took a long time to make. LOL. Thanks for listening. This is so. That's the liner notes. Wow. Okay. Well, will this be available on digital platforms? You can come soon? to my address. I think that my address is in the show notes, and I'll uh, sell you one. <laughs> Please, lo- just hang on, Los Feliz. You'll find them. Yeah. Um, but it will be available on the World Wide Web July 22 of 2022. Oh wow. How fun. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You and Beyonce fighting for airtime right now. Oh, is, she, is she dropping an album at the same time? Uh, I don't know if it's the same day, but it is July. Kinda As of cool. recording this, her Kinda new cool. single came out last night, uh, late last night. So Pretty good. She's not doing cassettes like our boy is doing. I am doing cassettes. What if she only did cassettes that would be for her new album? <laughs> Can you imagine how pissed The way like other artists are always fighting for like, yeah, the, whole, it's the not, way things it, used to be. Yeah, it's not like a title thing. It's not like, oh, it's only on Apple Music or Spotify. It's literally just cassettes yes. and you cannot listen to you it can't. at all. It's a power move. It's a power move. Yeah, good this job. So Pretty cool. Cute. I also have I have a, a group called Fluffo. It's a and it's only like music that helps you sleep. And I haven't really told anybody about it. I kind of made it as a joke, but it's That's it's nice. a, it's a real thing. It's How do you listen F- to that? On cassette? No, on a, it's oh. on internet, <laughs> on Spotify or Spotify? Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. Fluffo? Yeah, oh my yeah. Gosh. you can find it there. Fluffo. Okay, maybe we'll go out with the Fluffo song. Yeah, you should, dude. Hey, oh. listeners, get in bed. It's time to go night night. Nighty night, little listeners. And Fluffo has uh, albums like The Soothing Beach, It's Starting to Rain, and Warm Fuzzies. That's right. You can find those all on Spotify. Helps you go to sleep. That's really nice. Like you can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere on uh, Letterboxd, Peloton, and Be Real. You can find me on Be Real. Car- you shit only fans. You're <laughs> over. No. Kevin's moved on. No, I'm just saying I lost a few subscribers today. And, and so it, you've it didn't lost hurt faith. my feelings. <laughs> and last week, too. Yeah, but to be fair, I haven't posted in like a, a week and a half. And that's so. on you? That's yeah. on you. Not and they're paying for it. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm going to get back into it. I've just been going through some stuff right now. Back in the game. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it on mic or off mic. Yeah. Do you put videos up, up you? of you on your pe- Peloton? No, I only did that one time. I give you the best ideas for your OnlyFans. Yeah, so far the ideas have been read Paddington and take a video of yourself on Peloton. <laughs> those are good. I'd like a cut. Those are good. <laughs> you think you lose those numbers on your own? <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Team effort. Well, yeah, I know Caroline at first had like uh, sort of interesting <laughs> support or not support of OnlyFans, and now she's trying to weasel her way in as a sort of uh, 10% agent Mm -hmm. situation. Uh, Smart. That's good. Listen, girls gotta gotta eat. Speaking of which, my lift up this week, Mm. and I'm opposed, no, I'm not opposed. I'm skeptical of celebrity podcasts as a principle. But I did hear an episode. To say the least. I heard an episode of Smartless, the Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett podcasts. 
that delighted me. And it was their episode with Bradley Cooper. Oh my gosh. I heard about this. Uh, he gets into it. I was just listening to it today while feeling a certain way and just playing two dots on my phone. And Bradley, Co- Bradley Cooper, to me, he's a man in his 40s. He's a father now. He used to have drug and alcohol issues, and now he doesn't. He feels like a bro made right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He, he was a bro. He pers- he perhaps had bro-y, maybe not kind tendencies, and now he's trying to make good. You Interesting. Know? I like that. And he represents himself that way wow. while playing Leonard Bernstein in a Leonard Bernstein movie. Yeah. I've never seen him as a bro. Can't, you've never seen Bradley Cooper from The Hangover as a bro? Oh, yeah. Or, like, because that was that. that was his whole image until... Silver Lines Playbook and True. all the David O. Russell True. stuff. Limitless. He was kind of a bro in Alias. He was kind of a bro in uh, even what's the fucking one? Burnt? Is that him? Burnt. <laughs> Wait, yeah. That's the movie with him? Yeah. It's like Where based I went to in an a- Airbnb and the, the property manager said that was his favorite movie. Wow. Riley Cooper. Bradley 20, he he plays a sort of Anthony Bourdain analog. So everyone, I recommend checking out all the all the Bradley Cooper content you have. And it's good to signal boost Bradley Cooper. Isn't that nice for me to signal boost him? Yes. And you can lift You're this so generous everywhere. We can you can let, well, I gotta signal boost us. Christian Fun <laughs> Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun. If you're listening to this, keep be, uh, keep listening to it. Listen and to it some more times. Keep, just Thank do you. it over. Yes. Pick out the details you didn't hear the first time, you don't have perhaps. To listen actively. No. no. Listen, in fact, listen passively. We don't just want really the, listen to we it. We just want those <laughs> metrics. We want the impressions. Yes. We want to do more than two ads a month and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Every Town for Gun Safety. Nick Jester, thank you so much for Jester, joining us, buddy. Thank you. Great to round be thank two. you for having me. Wait time, for round three. Time, Can't time. wait. Now you're in town. Can't no wait. excuse. Rough, rough, raw dog. I'm busy for a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hope I don't remember you saying that. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for okay. Okay. I, I love, love you. you. Thank, thank you, you Emma. Emma. Amen. Nick, what song do you want us to go out on today? Uh, let's do a nice let's do a nice Nick Jester song, Blanket of Stars. Whoa! Okay. Blanket of Stars. It's nice when the guests can recommend their own song. <laughs> it's cool. nice when you recommend Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I think both things can be true. <laughs> Friends and folks, this is Blanket of Stars by Nick Jester. I don't know when he starts singing, but I, I imagine it's pretty soon. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, see if I nice. can just feel out the the time. I wanna thank I can, if I could just say thank you for having me, I had a lovely time. Aww. Uh we're at Kevin's house. It's nice to be here. I live in LA now. I'm happy to live here. I go to therapy. I'm getting a new therapist, and things are looking up for LA's old Nick. Where it's at. And uh, I just appreciate you for listening, wherever but you are. Do you believe in God anymore? Well, here's the thing about that. When it comes. of stars. I'll gladly share the sky. <laughs>